every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Good morning, everyone. Andrew Taylor here. We have Sean Mike with us. Sean, thanks for joining us today. So, question today is how to ask good questions, which I thought would be suitable okay. for today's call. I like that. Um, okay. One of the things that, you know, I had a guy tell me a long time when I was in real estate, quality of your life will be based on the quality of the questions you ask. And it never really, like he said it, he used to have all these things he would say, and he's very successful, so I listened to him. But I never really paid, I, he said it, and then I was like, and I went to a meeting like three weeks later. I was in real estate. There's a broker there, and he had done really well. I didn't know him. And about an hour into it, he said, does anybody have any questions? And nobody had any questions. And he left. He just walked out. He was like, and and I was like, that was abrupt. Like, we drove an hour and a half, you know what I mean? Like, and he left. He didn't, he wasn't mad. He didn't try to prove. He just left. So my manager, she was nice, but she wasn't like, she didn't say a lot to us. She just kind of was the manager. They paid her whatever they paid her a year. She just showed up the office and made sure like the lights were on. She didn't bother nobody. So I saw the guy a while later. I started doing okay in real estate. And I said, hey, man, um, you know, I remember you, da, da, da. And I actually probably said I should have. I had some questions I should have asked. I was just like had three jobs. I was half like not even thinking about real estate that day. And I said, but that was a very interesting way to handle that. And he said, Sean, I, the only people I want to spend my time helping are people that are genuinely interested in their business. The only barometer I have for their interest in their business outside of their work ethic is their inquisitiveness. How inquisitive are they about getting better at their business? So, you know, I'll go to a meeting and it's, Andrew, I do it a hundred times. It's the same thing every time. Any questions? We wait. For, dude, they'll have questions after a while. So the first thing is people are worried about being judged, the whole deal. Got it. Okay. Weird to me, but that's your business. You know, they're worried, but everybody's going to think, I'm going to ask a stupid question. I mean, like, whatever. But let me help you understand some of the things you should be asking, right? So when I was a new agent in 08, and I went to a meeting, probably about four or five weeks into it, the guy doing the meeting said he was qualified, told me what he did, the whole deal. I was in, like, maybe Pennsylvania. It was Pennsylvania. He said, do you have any questions? And I... I asked him, and I'll give you an example of what it was, but like here I was five, six weeks into the business. How would I not have any questions? Matter of fact, if you were in the business five to six weeks and you had no question, that means you just didn't give a crap. Like there's no way you cared about your business. Mm -hmm. You couldn't have been. You're not thinking about it and you're not working. You're not thinking. You might be working. You might be doing some work. I mean, you you could be doing some work and not trying to get better. You might be making some sales. Maybe you're helping four or five families a week. 
Maybe you're not. But my my general assumption is I feel very comfortable saying you don't care about you know truly growing yourself and growing your business because you're not asking. Now, maybe it's because you think you know everything. Maybe it's because you're uncomfortable asking. Maybe it's because you're thinking one thing at a time, right? Um, but you can't grow that way. So my, now, you know, what were the questions you asked him? I asked him how long he'd been helping families. I asked him how much money he spent a week on leads. I asked him how many appointments he booked a week. I asked him what his number one, all, this is all, I mean, we stayed for like two and a half hours. What his number one objection he got early on was how he overcame his number one objection. These are all things you should ask people. Was he comfortable when he started? If he wasn't, what made him comfortable? What was something he said in the home, on the phone, on Zoom to set the table to let him know who was in charge? When they were very ambivalent about it or were very disinterested, what did he say to the client? Like, did he just keep rolling? What did he say? Um, if there was only the husband or the wife engaged, what would he do to engage the other person? If there were kids there, what would he do? If there were older kids, teenagers, young adults, what would he do? Did he focus on one product or multiple products in the beginning? How did he handle people in his life that were working, that were working against him? Did he have anybody working against him? Um, you know, I asked him, when was the first time you helped 10 families? How many leads you buy to do that? How'd you get people? How, how many out of 10, if you wrote 10, stayed in the books? How did you get better at that? What was your number one piece of advice regarding placement? Number one piece of advice regarding persistency? When did you decide to start recruiting? Who was your first recruit? How did you recruit him or her? What's changed about your recruiting in the last two, three, four, five years? These are all, I mean, this blows me away. I could do this for 12 hours. But I get in front of people and they go, or anybody. And they go, no questions. No, no questions. None. And what's concerning to me is like, when you when you were having Atlas, you asked me a lot of questions. Not okay. every day, all the time. But you almost every time we're together, you had something to ask. Now that he's doing his thing, you'll ask questions about him growing, getting older, discipline. How are they at two? When they're not listening for a minute, what do you do? I mean, you've asked me because yeah. you're trying to get better at it. Do you discipline them when they're really little, or how do you discipline them when they're yeah. really little? Yeah, everything. But that's because you want to be a good parent. And I think more people will do – now, listen, some people don't do that. They, they're not going to ask anybody, and they're going to figure it all out on their own, and good luck. But why in the world, when people have paved the way on this road – because when we started in 2013, it was not a paved road. Mm-hmm. It was like a road with potholes where you drive into them and go down below. You couldn't see the surface. Like, and it was awful. I mean, it was just your front end would destroy. Your bumper would fall off. You could damn die pulling the bump in the pothole because they were, it was such a bumpy road. But it's been paved, and it's been paved by the people that have come before you, if you will, right? And But what concerns me is every meeting, how about this, every meeting I went to, every meeting I went to, I had 10 questions written out that I wanted to ask. It doesn't mean I asked them. It doesn't mean there was Q&A. It doesn't mean even if I tried to find somebody to do the answers. Maybe I went to a meeting and I couldn't get to anybody. But I had 10, and I wanted those things answered. When I was working with somebody, I'd call you up and go, hey, Andrew, got a minute, or I'd text you, hey, man, I got a couple quick questions for you. If you have some time, you can call me back. And then when he called him, he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm a good man. Sorry, I know you're busy. Can I cut to it? He's like, yeah, all right, cool. First question is, I love when people do that. Hey, man, I got three or four questions before you got a minute. Sure. A productive conversation? Yes. Where you're asking questions about how you can get better? Because mm-hmm. the first thing about asking a question is the vulnerability of, I know I need to get better at this. 
like I know to know. And I always, you know, I always never, I could never stand the, I know the answers. I'm asking for somebody else. That's the ultimate. I got a low self-image. Dude, you're asking for you. What about if you start it with a statement? I don't let him do that. But that does happen quite a bit. Not to me. It used to. When I do q and I'll be like, guys, that's who, what, when, where, why. Not, if you're I telling your story, no, no, the store and well, this guy said this. There's the psychology behind that, right? Is that the psychology behind that is I want to be heard. I want to say something. Other people in the room are looking at me, wondering how many families I help. I want to be important. And I'm okay. About, I'm okay with answering questions. Let you be important. I'm not here to hurt your feelings, but I'm also not here to listen to you talk about things you don't know anything about. This whole deal for you has to be, I don't know what I'm doing. I want to get better. I'm helping five families a week, but I want to help 15. I'm helping five, and I don't know why I don't want to help more. Hey, Andrew, quick question for you. I'm helping this many families a week, and it's not freaking me out. It should, in my opinion. Why do you think I'm so comfortable? Why do you think I'm so complacent? Have you seen that in other people? How do they break out of that? Hey, Andrew, I'm making enough to pay my bills. I know I want more out of life. I say it all the time, but I'm making enough to pay my bills and I'm pretty safe and comfortable. How do you break out of that? Like, those are very good questions. But I get, like, people just staring at each other. This is the the way you're going to, by the way, same with your clients. Good agents ask a lot of questions. They get all the information. It's their knowledge. Knowledge is power. They know what to say. So when you say something to me later, I'm like, Grady said to me the other day, he's like, man, you have a good memory. I'm like, dude, I remember everything. I just do. I'm also sober. I tend not to, like, I remember. And he's like, see, he had said this, and I said this. It was a while ago, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I paid attention. I asked you for a reason. I wanted the information. You provided it for me. Why would I not keep it? It was interesting enough for me to ask. I wasn't doing it to make conversation. I genuinely wanted to know. And people love to talk about themselves. So let's say I wanted to make you happy. Let's say I wanted you to want to help me more. I'd go, hey, Andrew. You've had unbelievable growth. I've been very impressed by watching it. Can you give me one or two things that you've done to grow so damn fast? Like, I'm I'm trying to, who taught you how to be that way? Hey, Andrew, you don't say a lot. You listen. Where'd you learn those nonverbal listening skills? How do you not interrupt people all the time? That means I want, because guess what? You'll remember me. I asked a question, I gave you a compliment, and, and you may know what I'm doing, you might not know, but it still is like, it's nice. You travel to all these meetings, it's nice that somebody's like, hey man, thanks. Mm-hmm. Like, appreciate you helping, like, let me ask you a question. I think that's a, it's a home run, right? So I think for us, it's getting us to understand that that concept is, is how do we, it's a big game of chess. But what's concerning is most, hey, I've never been an entrepreneur. When did you hire an accountant? When did you hire your first half? How much you pay him or her? How was the interview process? Where did you find them? How did you increase your social media presence? What's the number one message you send to agents that are contracted? What's the number one message you send to people that are not in the industry? How would you best utilize my social media? Do you think I should be doing reels and stories and posts? How many times you post a week? What if I'm not comfortable doing X, Y, or Z? How do you become comfortable with it? Like, do we can do this all day long, but I genuinely want to get better. That's how we do in launch company. I asked carriers a million questions about everything. We just didn't have enough people doing the same thing. So they didn't grow and they didn't evolve. The biggest compliment I could get is, hey, man, you've changed a lot because I know I have a lot to change. I'm like, thanks. I appreciate it. One of my goals was to change a lot. So I'm glad I've changed a lot. 
that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we don't do a good enough job prepping people. Like when I worked with people, they weren't like my downline, but I did feel like I was responsible to help them. So what I said to him was, hey, guys, when we get to the meeting, have you all written out some questions? Hey, Factor, you got some questions? Yeah, I do. Cool. Andrew, you got some questions? Cool. Haley, you got some questions? Cool. I do. Good. you write them down? Yeah, good. Well, guys, when when the guy or girl asks if you have some questions, let's not be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to get the hell out of here. Let's ask. This is how we take care of our families, how we pay our bills, man. So let's get a little serious about it. So part of it for me was being able to teach people that, too. You know, and I didn't pretend to know everything either. Because if I knew everything, you wouldn't need anybody to answer. I don't know. Why don't you ask him? I don't know. I didn't have the job you had. I don't know. I'm not your age. I don't know. Ask her. She probably can connect with you more. I don't know these things. I don't know these answers for you. Remember when um, we first started and you said, and I'm bringing this up because you said you're so you're sober, so you remember a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But remember you said, hey, if you ever see me drinking, quit. Yep. And then you said, and if I tell you it's just a one-time thing, still quit. Yep. I said all the time. Do you know why I said that? Why? First of all, I wanted to be vulnerable and be open with people. I thought they would, I think they would connect with me more if I would be honest about some of the issues I got. But I'm also, dude, that was pure accountability. I, I wasn't thinking on a daily basis about, you know, drinking and getting high. I just wasn't. It was, you know, 13 years, 12 years I've been sober, you know. But that accountability is huge. So not that I was thinking about it, but it was another layer, a hedge of protection over, you know what, man, if I, I love what I do here, I love the company, I love um, having the ability to be in charge when it's, you know, fix it when it's going bad and give everybody credit when it's going good. I want to keep doing this, but if I go make these decisions selfishly for my life, get the hell out, bro. And that's like another, what have you said to your team? Hey, if I ever stop working, quit, quit, go to the team in FFL, good man. Point. If I, hey, guys, by the way, I just want to let you know, if, if I ever stop working and I tell you it was only that one day or one week, I'm lying. Go work with another team. Call corporate and say, hey, Andrew Taylor doesn't work. Can't work with Andrew anymore. Not mad at Andrew. Andrew actually blessed us to go quit. His team, you know, it's not like we're debating whether he worked 100 hours a week. Dude's working like 25, 30. He's not working much. We want to quit. Make sense? Mm-hmm. So what, that, um, I you said all the time, I remember saying, I remember the first time I said it in front of you, but it's it's... Why would I not want to just like working hard? That's pretty much what I said too. If I don't work hard, man, then like, what do you, why do we have to be in charge of anything? You know? So it's, it's an obligation that we got, but we really got to teach people to have the best way to teach them is to do it. So for me, we, the first time we did the meetings, I would ask quite, if you were running the meeting, I'd be like, Hey, I got a couple questions. And then I wanted the people I worked with, you know, again, they're not my downline. I'm not their upline, but the guys and girls I worked with to go, okay, well, He's doing pretty good, and if he's got some questions, why the hell don't I have any questions? You know, make it feel good. Thank, thanks, Andrew, for doing this. Appreciate you being here. I got a couple questions, bud. First one is, you know, having no experience, how did you do well in the industry? How did you learn your way? How did you learn sales? Do you think this is actually sales? All that kind of stuff. So I think that's the stuff we have to learn to grow. I love that. Well, thank you for coming in, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming in every week. We'll see you guys next Saturday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, Drew, we're going to put out how people can ask questions for next week. So we'll get that link out to everybody so you can get your questions in. Thanks, guys.